Hello everyone! On this week's very special first episode of Patch Notes by Gaming Access Weekly, we introduce ourselves, we talk about some cool news, and we noodle a little bit about how the Embracer group seems to be buying up every small thing under the sun. Hello everyone and welcome! to patch notes for those of you who might not know what gaming access weekly is it's a game news site that made up of an awesome group of individuals if i do say so myself uh, we are all video game lovers and nerds and geeks who get together to provide you with video game news reviews anything else we can think of I'm one of your hosts, Amanda Garecki, a senior community developer and sometimes a writer at Gaming Access Weekly. I am one of the 12 people who have played We Are OFK today. And then I'm going to let uh, my other co-hosts here introduce themselves and maybe share a little fun fact about what they're up to this week. All right, well, I guess uh, that cues me in. <laughs> um, hey, I'm uh, Nick Stevenson, uh, a.k.a. Anthrometal. Um, I've, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to play We Are OFK, so a little bit jealous, but that'll happen at some point. Um, what have I been up to? Uh, not much recently. Uh, just uh, started up a second Elden Ring character finally, because I had to take like a three-month break from that game. <laughs> you forgot to and, say uh, you're also a glutton for punishment. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I look, I'm a I'm a resident like Souls freak, so which is really cool because I actually just got a PS4 fairly recently, and so I can finally play Bloodborne after hearing everybody rave about it for the last I don't know eight years. So. <laughs> that's fun um other than that i uh i started a series on my tiktok channel where i've been going through all the games in my xbox 360 and other gaming catalog i'm a collection and uh yeah it's been uh, pretty fun nice i was gonna say i didn't plug anything of mine um well <laughs> yeah. if you have been paying attention to the gaming access weekly twitter and other socials i hope I can make you laugh, but I also try to make people laugh on my own personal uh, Twitter account. And then I've been basically being a mom all summer uh, while my husband was deployed out in Washington, D.C. So I hope to get back to streaming on Twitch soon. And uh, with that, I'll throw it to the last member of our group who's here in person tonight. Uh, can I just say, Mr. Pokemon himself? Hi, guys, everybody. My name is Tulak. I'm also a community developer for GA. Right, I am a father, food lover, gamer, a, a Pokemon aficionado, a, a hero of Hyrule, and guardian of my own destiny. Um, I've been okay. playing. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Destiny and Pokemon. Started playing po the free trial for the Pokemon token tokens. It, it was uh, very underwhelming, and I have not played yet um, Bloodborne, which I've had in the PS PS Plus uh, library for about a few years now, and I've been meaning to play it. So, haven't played any of the Elder Rings or the um, Souls game. Let me tell you game. about some Souls games. 
I haven't touched them yet. I'm afraid of them. Oh, don't be afraid. It's fine. It's just like Pokemon. No, 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 no. I've seen, I've heard the stories. I've heard the stories. I have fun playing Pokemon. Yeah, no. I what? I have, look, you can have, look, look, you can have fun playing. So I, look, sometimes you got to be humbled. All right. Like it just, it, sometimes you don't, you don't get to win everything. It's just, that's the way life is. And that's how, anyways. I mean, so. Sorry, I muted myself is... because I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? All I've heard about uh, uh, the trick is mostly is to just barrel roll everywhere. Just roll and hope and hope you survive in each battle. Oh yeah, dodge roll, dodge roll everywhere. Look, it, it's a good it's good advice even for life. You know, ever situation if you ever get in a bad situation, go into an interview and the interview's going badly, just dodge roll out of there. Just straight, just you know, take a dodge roll nobody's gonna somebody's gonna say something but hey if they say if they if they don't like it then it's not the place for you i mean just bad date dodge roll you know you bad know, dinner dodge roll what i want to hear in the tutorial for for souls in, instead of saying dodge roll i want to hear uh peppy uh the the hair the the rabbit do a barrel roll i don't know if you guys remember star fox <laughs> oh my star god yeah fox. okay here go goes the most I... do a barrel roll okay peppy shut Does up it... Yeah, and we need a, a little bit more, uh, like vocal fry or something on that from the real from the terrible, like, oh man, yeah. No, no, no! It's it's twenty twenty two here. Let's get goddamn Nolan North in the studio. Oh jeez, oh, <laughs> the man right. can voice anything. Can you, imagine, can you imagine Slippy as voiced by Nolan North? <laughs> New barrel guardian. I can't do. I I can't do a Nolan voice. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Wait, yeah, no, they they both did the ghost. Oh yeah, oh bring back Dinklebot. No, <laughs> if anything will ever bring me back to Destiny, it's uh they bring back Dinklebot. And yelling, uh, uh, "You've awoken the hive! <laughs> You've awoken the hive!" I miss those. That wizard came from the moon. <laughs> it's a classic. Destiny one is just classic forever. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, well, sounds like uh, everybody's had a good week, right? Uh, oh, I just wanted to uh, introduce. They couldn't be here tonight, but the fourth member of our team, uh, his name's Robin. I don't want to butcher his last name here on the podcast because I would probably. Oh, no, not here. <laughs> Robin Gosh. Sorry, Robin, if that's wrong. Um. No, Robin is currently working on something really awesome for his IRL job, and uh, we hope to have him on next time when we talk about Gamescom's opening night live next week. So he's here with us in spirit. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Synergy. Oh, great. Robin, yeah. Robin that here. moment was for you. There you go. I miss you. <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's a shame that uh, the news had to uh, so much news had to happen before opening night live. Not like that's not a thing that always happens. Right, we'll be touching on some more of that opening night live awesomeness in our next segment. But let me just say, I think this is the most excited I've been for an opening night live since it started because I think this is the, the third one. 
So I, I guess there's not much to go on. Yeah, but but, but you know, like Keeley always figures out like each Why successive thing he does better and better. So like, uh, you know, game awards really took a while for him to get his feet under him. I mean, to be fair, he also did like all the video game stuff back with like Spike and them. So I he has all that experience in the world, and I think he this is like you said is a uh, it's going to be the strongest one yet. And definitely, I think, I mean, Summer Game Fest wasn't terrible. It, for me, it was just kind of meh. But, I it mean, was... the crowds at Gamescom are always hype, too. And it's exciting that this one is back in person. I felt right. it was too quick. I felt they went and went th too quick with, with the show. I don't know. Yeah, no. Summer Games Fest was, it, it, feel, it felt, I don't know, like there, there just wasn't anything... Like I, I feel like he's saving stuff for this show. At least that's my my hope. And I'm a, I mean, I'm a sucker for hype. I think we all are. And like, I just, I think that that's, I think he's saving the big stuff for now for this show. Yeah, no, and it certainly looks like it. And I can't wait to dive into more of that in the next segment. Um. Let's do some quick house cleaning, though, when it comes to kind of why we're here. Um, well, not really why we're here, but just kind of how this is going to work from week to week. You ever wonder so, why we're here? Right? I wouldn't be here without coffee. Lots and lots of coffee. And oh, root beer. Be. <laughs> you, you reminded me of Red versus Blue, the, the first question, the first line of question for the Red team. Yay! <laughs> Damn it, Caboose! No, no, wait, that's the blue team. <laughs> <sighs> Classic. Classic. I need to start watching that again. Oh my but, god, at the anyway. beginning it's so simple, but it gets so... They okay. evolved it so much by the by the last few seasons, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, see, alright, this is just going to be a podcast where these two get me off track, so... <laughs> yes! <laughs> but, um, so how it's going to work every week is we're going to have, you know, a little bit like this, where Chulak and Nick and probably Robin all, you know, say random stuff in the background that gets me thinking about other things and la-di-da. So, you know, that'll be here. And then we are going to pull out some pieces of news individually and kind of talk about a few of them in our second segment. And then the third segment's going to be like our meat and potatoes of the podcast uh right now it's just affectionately called our big topic segment uh, where <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm not um, i can get the meat big big tofu segment for for Nick you know <laughs> no i mean just give me more potatoes more potatoes okay okay potatoes as a almost full-blooded Norwegian and Midwesterner, I can totally deliver on potatoes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to be making all these kinds of... Nobody's going to get these references. So if you did, shout out to you. That's right. Let us know by subscribing to the podcast that you got Nick's references. <laughs> and always share. Uh, and then... Let's see, where was I? Oh, 
uh, our big topic segment. So like tonight, we are going to be talking about the Embracer group and their seemingly want to take over the world. And then we'll sprinkle in some fun stuff along the way. So I feel like as long as I'm still talking, it'd be a great time to probably go over to the news segment. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's do it. News, 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 news. All right. Catch you in a few, everyone. Welcome. This is our new segment. And uh, for this week, we pulled out a couple of things that we wanted to talk about before we hit uh, Embracer here in a little bit. Uh, First of all, I know Nick was kind of all about this news, but Rollerdrome from Roll7 and published by Private Division, they are having an absolute heyday. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, they're... PC Gamer gave him a 94 out of 100. Game Informer, 8.5 out of 10. Uh, PlayStation Universe, 8.5 out of 10. I mean, 88% of critics recommend it, uh, according to Open Critic. Yeah, it's and, still bigger numbers. It's uh, and it's getting rave even outside just like the critical reception. Um, most everybody that's played it, unfortunately, I haven't got to touch it yet. But I mean, and when we saw it, I. I can't remember when uh, the first time we saw it, but undeniable style, um, you know, roller derby mixed with it's like it's basically like Tony Hawk, but with guns. It's it looks incredible. And everybody that I've talked to that's played it has said that it's incredible. And all the streams I've watched people playing, I'm like, this looks incredible. And I, I just can't wait to to touch it myself. It, look, it has a it has a nice look uh, close to to what Borderlands looks. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's slightly less than cell shaded but it's it's is that kind of it reminds me a lot of uh if y'all ever saw or remember the game sable from i think that was a couple years ago yeah um that was by i can't remember the name of the studio um but I can't either, and that was just last year yeah it's a it's very very similar in that kind of art style but sable had a much more kind of static style of animation that this was this one's way smoother. Oh yeah, it it did look. I did the I did see the trailer and and it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, and regarding the movements and and the actual gameplay, just I know that for what I saw, I would be pretty bad at it because my aim sucks. And with movement added to it, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Um, I'm a. Yeah, I I'm primarily a console player, so like I wonder how well it'll translate. Because I remember like um, watching people try and play Neon White on a controller or, earlier this year, and that was nigh impossible to get great times on because it was such a reaction based. Like you had to use the uh, keyboard and mouse for it. So I wonder if this is anything similar. That's a good. Question. Yeah, I was just uh, looking up the game because I was curious about when it was first announced because I swear it was not long ago but it was actually at the June state of play right before summer game okay. fest where it got okay, announced yeah, so. yeah I, couldn't, I couldn't remember if it was uh if it was that or if it was um summer game fest or one of the you know the the myriad of shows that we now have in place of you know that's not e3 anymore right 
Yeah, the game spent two years in production, where and then the first year of development was just focused on the core gameplay. Wow, but that's yeah. good. Though. What else is a Roll Seven has done a lot recently, right? Like, what's their what else is there um, have they sent out recently? I can't. Oh, they can't did uh, Ollie Ollie. Oh, there you go. Oh my God, yeah. perfect. Yeah, duh. No, I did Absolutely. that too. Absolutely, duh. Why not? Jesus. <laughs> Because I read the thing and I'm like, holy shit. Yes, they did Ollie Ollie. And I freaking loved Ollie Ollie. <laughs> I've never played that one. Oh man, Ollie Ollie's great. Like the even though I mean they've done three Ollie Ollie games, right? So Ollie yeah. Ollie, Ollie Ollie 2, and then Ollie Ollie World. Swirl Stance yeah. or something like that. Welcome to Ollie World. Or no, it, Ollie Ollie 2 like was a, Welcome to Ollie Switch World. Stand. It's a side-scrolling skateboard game. Right? Am I yep. getting the right games? Yeah. But it's, right it can now. be difficult. It's a uh, great it's like pretty... pixel graphics to them. Yeah. So like they definitely have that uh that I don't know that skateboarding background that kind of action sports history to them. And let me just say also, uh, Rollerdrome. Um, being the kid that was back in the day that uh did rollerblading instead of skateboarding, uh, I appreciate seeing the roller skates and rollerblades out again. That's just uh it's just part of that, so you know. You know. I don't have any beef with skateboarders. I'm not saying anything. Look, we're all skaters, we're all out here to have a good time. So just just chill, just chill, stay in your lane. We all we all got scars. We're falling down. Yeah. Multiple times. Oh absolutely. I think I think my uh my tailbone still has bruises from it. Ouch. I'm from the upper Midwest, so I was doing snow sports before. Get out of here. You don't count. <laughs> oh, we actually have blades on our feet. Oh, come on. Wheels. <laughs> no, we were all about, you know, like sledding. And I, learned, I learned how to snowboard when I was like 10. <laughs> I, did, I did that recently. I finally snowboarded and I uh, I saw the floor really close up, up close uh, with my face <laughs> uh, really fast. It was fun. Uh, I've still never got to go snowboarding. Uh, like down here, like you know, I'm all the way down in Texas, and it's a, uh, it's usually a pretty good journey to get anywhere that there's going to be somewhere that I can actually snowboard. It's not that hard, because I, I, I used to skate, um, uh, but it's and and I did a little bit of surfing, so it it, it didn't feel that hard. Don't excuse me. <laughs> I was you know, what, you know what I don't have here? I don't have like the Gulf does not have waves. I was I was raised in the in, I was born and raised in an island, so I got a little bit of a uh, lot of a lot of beach around me, so uh, yeah. You know, uh, I look at a beach and go huh? <laughs> Of course where yeah, I am in so. North Dakota, I look at a hill and go, huh? <laughs> yeah 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 um <laughs> we got plenty of, i got plenty of hills for you down here um <laughs> but yeah no i'm 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 really excited to check out roller drone when i can get my hands on it finally it's uh it's one of those i remember un just undeniable the first time i saw it i was like that looks cool so Definitely, that's gonna. Uh, I'll report back once I have got my hands on it and let everybody know. But from what I've heard, I mean, at least from observation wise, dope. It looks good though. It, it really looks good. I, I would like to try it. 
I remember looking at it and going, oh man, that's gonna kick my weird, like, it's not motion sickness, but like, certain games just make my head hurt after a little while. Yeah, and I, I feel like that. Roller Drome is gonna be that kind of game. Now, imagine you know Which is sad. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, the game that did that most recently to me is like, I, I went back because they finally put the Amnesia Trilogy onto, or the, I think they call it the Collection, onto a console. And I went back to try and play. It does not have any graphics options. And if you remember, like, what 2009 or 2010 graphics were back then, like, the motion blur in that game is absolutely out of control. And it, like, it almost made me nauseous at points. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, that sounds Ooh. horrible. Imagine that in VR. Nope, I don't want, no, I won't. <laughs> I will not do that. It's weird, though. Okay, I know we're getting off on a tangent again, but my husband came home from D.C. with a, um, I want to call it a rift, but no, it's a quest. He came home with the, uh, the quest, yeah, too, quest and he, he and I both wear glasses, and he had purchased a, like, spacer for that. Because normally, like, when we had a Vive way back in the day, like, we had to take our glasses off. I don't know if the spacers existed then, or we just didn't buy one, but we took our glasses off. Yeah, I have wait, a, uh, I have a Quest 1, and I haven't, it, it didn't, I think it came with the spacer, like, already when I first got it. But uh, I wear glasses, too, and I honestly haven't had too many problems with it. It does hurt after a while, though. But, like, the Vive would, like, kill me after, like, five minutes, and I can play on the Quest 2 comfortably for, like, half an hour, and it's nice. just, oh. Is the Vive, like, is it also, I, is it super oh, the heavy? Vive, the Vive was, like, old school. Like, the Vive, you had to have, like, the four different sensors around you and all yeah. that other oh jazz. God, that's a lot. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> But now, like, the cameras and sensors are just built into the headset itself. So it's, yeah, like, that's, core. Yeah, the Quest and the Quest 2 are still, like, oh, man, that's a... We can go back to that ridiculous story about Meta increasing the price of those both by, like, $100 for no good reason. That's such crap. Uh, it's... I've never heard of a company to increase prices of tech when it already exists for cheaper like it'd be like something you you trying to buy the turn your cell phone that you currently have trying to buy it again and it being more expensive it just i like explanation they gave was was stupid but anyways but yeah the quest is great quest quest 2 i, I bet it bet is even better what uh what were you playing on it Oh, just uh, something stupid like golf and bowling. There's nothing he... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he bought it because he's a giant Resident Evil nerd. Oh my god! And oh hell yeah! For four? The Resident Evil Four remake uh... thing for VR, like he loves that. Oh my god! That, that awesome. would be amazing. I, I would not do Resident Evil Seven on a VR, but Resident Evil Four, most definitely. <laughs> Ah, he says it's that, pretty good. The most that I've done, because like, uh, I got, was it? I, I've had mine for a couple of years now, and I did uh, Beat Saber, of course, but Pistol Whip, I think, is probably my go-to game. That game is just, it's it's like Beat Saber, but with guns. And yeah, I think just, I watched Achievement Hunter or Funhouse play that one. 
Is that the one that people are like? Glowing? That one looked pretty sweet. They blow, blow up, like and they glow, and then then you shoot them, and they blow up in little pieces. Well, the super hot is a lot like that. Like super hot is the one where time stands still. Um, the for pistol whip, they look similar to what they would in super hot, but you're it's an on rail shooter, and so you're just you're dot, but you can see all the bullets. You're dodging bullets and then shooting back and. Um, to all to the music and like the more that you shoot on beat the more like the higher the score you get and stuff and it's a it's also a pretty good workout okay that sounds but nice anybody's uh, i would i highly recommend those two for like if you've ever think about trying vr if you know somebody that has a vr headset like there's demos for both of them that are free on there too on the store so definitely give those a whirl and super hot too because why not the only one I've, I've ever tried is the Oculus Quest, and I played the Population One game, where Super. you you can just climb anywhere, anywhere. You can you can climb anywhere. You shoot. You you do the change magazine. So it's like it feels more like um, VR player. Um, what was it? Battleground player one. PUBG. PUBG. Yeah, it, it felt something like that. And and you actually once you climb, you can jump and just stretch your hands. Uh, um, and fly. I I played that in Pack South, and the funny thing is the 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 lady that was um, telling me what to do. Rip Pack South. Stood. Uh, she she stood too close to me, and and I kind of fell, and I panicked. So I I spread my 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 hands and accidentally hit her. Oh no! <laughs> you know it's funny. I remember the first time I tried VR at, at a Best Buy. They had a display. And they did, you know, one of the things where they just run you through a bunch of scenarios. And one of them, it puts you on like, you know, a David Blaine style pillar, like at the top, like 100 feet or 200 feet in the air. Oh, no. And like standing and I looked down and then I immediately crashed. I was like, nope, can't do this one. Nope. Heights is a nope. It's a nope. <laughs> it's the um, only thing that will like trigger that kind of vertigo for me. I'm like, oh, no. How quickly did you hit the ground? Oh, I didn't jump or anything. I just, I was like, I, I just immediately squatted down, like almost curled up in a ball. I was like, I am sticking here until this is over. That can happen. It's, it's amazing how you can get so um, emerged in in, in yeah, a VR. It's, so immersive. it's just, I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get to player, player one, um, ready player one status, where we can just run and everything and just be. Right. completely there that that would be amazing yeah they there's some really cool like haptics that uh you can get for like haptic hands or gloves and uh like best feedback but i think the true thing is like the 360 rig that you can get that you run on like a 360 treadmill but i mean at that point that's that's not conceivable for the common person like much less like any of us how many, like, how many games can you actually do use that for that's that's the thing it, yeah, I think for the most part, some of them work with it because they can track motion. Like, um, it's all going to depend on, you know, all of that. So, and I know that there's mods out there for like Skyrim VR and other ones, but yeah. So before we move on to the next little bit of news, I just want to say, speaking of Ready Player One, I mean, we already have our own um nolan sorrento here and i will take it to the grave that elon musk is nolan sorrento <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't um uh 
Yeah, just, I just agree with me, Nick. I'm <laughs> no comment. He's listening. I mean, no comment. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you know what? We can have a book cast and talk about Ready Player One. Ideas. <laughs> oh, maybe. So, yeah. Next. Does the movie um, count? Sure, the movie's actually pretty faithful to the book. Awesome. Um. Wow. Okay. I'm, my mind threw off there. Anyway, so <laughs> next Tuesday is opening night live at Gamescom. And like we touched on earlier, it's in person for the first time in a few years because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So that, uh, they, I was just gonna say, that said, uh, it's oh. still try and practice safe uh, guidelines with COVID stuff. Uh, even though people say that it's not like it's, Yes, please keep masking in in big areas with lots of people. And if you can get vaccinated, get boosted. Still wear your mask if you're in a big public event where you can't really, uh, you know, separate yourselves. Still try and stay away from people. Don't crowd up and be massive. Gamescom is probably the worst uh, when it comes to crowds. And I'm hoping that their safety protocols are in place. We don't need a repeat of like what happened at PAX. Uh, what was that? West, I want to yeah. say. Like we need like uh, still be safe, guys. Like that's that's all I just wanted to chime in about. I mean, guys, it, yeah, this no, is, that this was is, very good. This is the moment to actually wear that awesome mask for that cosplay you were always uh, wanting to play outside. Right? No reason. Or the helmet <laughs> from Fallout, the, the power armor that came with Fallout 76. Now's the chance. You can cosplay as a ninja in public, and nobody will can say something. It, it, it's a perfect. There you go. <laughs> or like, I'm still rocking my Star Wars mask, so you know, if you have a fandom you love, represent. Okay, now now you have to define which one. Oh, I have I have a couple of Star <laughs> Wars masks. Um, I have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt to guide us back on track here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Guys. Sorry. The and there I was trying to get us back on track and. Dang it, Chulak. <laughs> what did I do? So, opening night live is going to be pretty dang baller this year. If this list is any indication, the Game Awards Twitter account has been teasing things left and right. Uh, there's going to be world premieres of Hogwarts Legacy, which recently got delayed. This Gryffindor is sad. Uh, <laughs> Sonic Frontiers, Gotham Knights, the Callisto Protocol, and yeah, it was announced today that the Outlast Trials. So we're going to get a look at those again, or that game again, I should say. I totally forgot about the Outlast Trials. Right. Holy crap. Okay, that, that, a, that came up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" That, that I'm a, I'm prime for a, for the Kalissa protocol. I'm I have a Dead Space hat, so I mean, I, it's original Dead Space creators making another space horror game. Sign me up. And Glenn Schofield tweeted that he is going to Germany for this. So I mean, it's got to be some pretty cool stuff they're showing off. But, uh, dang it, y'all, I am stoked and I cannot wait to come back next week and talk about it. I mean, with that list, 
I mean, do you think yeah. Jeff's it's, got anything like of the Elden Ring scale in his back pocket for a reveal? I mean, I, I don't think anything can break that reveal, but I don't think so. I don't think anything could because you know we had like keep in mind that Elden Ring was delayed by like a, a I don't remember if it was like a year or how long it was delayed for, but we there was so much hype behind that and not only that it was almost like organic hype because like it was the most anticipated at the game awards in 2020 and then it was the most anticipated again in 2021 so there was so much to build up to that and the only thing i can think that, that would top it is if he somehow has dlc announcements in there but there haven't been any official things on the Elden Ring dlc front even though every souls game has had dlc so i would not i would expect it to come but i just don't know when it, it you know i don't know I, i'm i'm skeptical but hopeful well and i mean i'm not the biggest uh i guess you could say fanboy fangirl of that series but didn't i read that they were already working on a new game and it's almost done or am i oh, mistaking that, that with something else so they've been less than a year what's up sorry what'd you say oh that's quick because they this game and this and this game has not been here for more than a year yeah so, so FromSoft has multiple teams um right and from what i understand Elden Ring was a company-wide uh, uh, company project, which is why it's such a massive scale and so it was so big in, in comparison to their previous out, uh, output. Um, pre they, you know, as soon as they had one team that finished on Sekiro, they had the next ones uh, coming back, coming all back together to work on Elden Ring. Because I think development on that started all the way back with like when Dark Souls 3 finished um back in was at 2016 probably so after the dlc released 2017 um and i we know that they have some pre-production uh working on the the screenshots we got all while fuzzy will pretty much indicate armored core is going to be their next game which is one of their ips anyway so it makes sense but i don't think we get an announcement for that as of yet that's probably low on the list um especially because elden ring just came out i would put that maybe one or two years away maybe at least that's at least 2023 <laughs> that's mean, next year dude <laughs> i just don't even think that we get it we might at the soonest we might see a tease is the game awards but i can't even imagine them doing that then because typically FromSoft doesn't do more than uh like they don't they don't try to overlap their projects they activision they are not or ea they are not <laughs> <laughs> i mean that would be smart that way they don't cannibalize themselves when when we yeah, exactly crunch themselves into a corner mm -hmm. uh, let everything breathe so i'm a i'm a huge souls fan so like i've been another thing um i'm sure i think uh we were talking about it you know in, in our uh in our discord earlier that elden ring has passed i think they taught it out 17 million or close to that sales 16.6 16.6 16. 
Yeah. And <laughs> just to give a comparison, and that was back in June. So it's probably more than that now. Um, to, to put that in comparison, the entire Dark Souls trilogy, that means Dark Souls 1 from that t- uh, 2011 game up to Dark Souls 3, which was a 2016 game, in the 10 years of those games, uh, I think the numbers we had were they sold something like 30 million total. So that I means Elden Ring in six in like four months, five months, whatever, has sold more than half of that. This game is massive. That, that's that's a pretty big leap. That's huge. It is it's huge. Like it, it it's it's got to be the biggest Bandai Namco game of all time. Um, it, obviously, the biggest FromSoft game of all time uh, in terms of sales numbers. Like it's, I would not be surprised if within a year this the the game. And I mean, if we do once we do get a DLC, that'll pop pump numbers up again. If every time there's a, they've been doing this really cool like content updates, like not like big updates, but uh, subtly adding in like you know, updates to character quests and stuff. And once that, I mean, this is the Breath of Wild of Souls games, like, and I just, I can totally foresee this hitting that number way, way faster. The 30 million, I mean. So one, one, That's one cool thing crazy, that I... see those sales numbers. <laughs> it is. One, one of the things that I, I found cool about when, when researching uh, The Elder Rings is that uh, George R. R. Martin had had to do with the with the actual game um, with my writing, helping writing the game, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. He um he was part of the original um like he he helped craft the world, and you can definitely see it when you're playing through. Like if, if anybody that's a Game of Thrones fan, you just the opening cutscene, just like watch it on YouTube. Like it's you're like oh yeah that's a grim like you, there's certain points where you're just going to that's a grim wait um, so it's unfinished <laughs> so say oh, that's the funny thing because most souls games usually would come out unfinished so it's funny you say that but also no, the, it's like, not funny man mm-hmm. i've been waiting for that last book for years same i read i was able to buy all the books read all the books twice the show finished and then i sold all my books and i was like i will wait but um it's funny to see um because souls games typically are very cryptic storytelling and eldering is the most straightforward storytelling they've ever had despite it still being fairly cryptic and i can totally see just like a meeting where george r R. martin was like wait no you have to tell them this like (laughs) like you straight up just have to tell them stuff but (laughs) but yeah it's um I'm gonna have to. Play I'm a it huge Elden Ring mark, so you you sold it for me right now. Good, good. <laughs> I'm gonna get hurt, on, aren't I? <laughs> uh, it's, man, I, this, I'm turning this into an Elden Ring cast. It's the most approachable Souls game, uh, bar none. Like it's easily the, I wouldn't necessarily say easiest, but most approachable. Like. The power in of Elden Ring of just of being able to just run from threats because otherwise threats in like the souls you would you would uh, could get to a roadblock and not be able to pass. In Elden Ring, it's that's a roadblock. I'm gonna go the other way or I'm gonna go around it. There's so much more to it. 
So how about comparing it to Bloodborne? I mean, I haven't gotten to play Bloodborne yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but because I'm from, from what I played this this October. Oh, sick! Yeah, it uh, the 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 stuff they've taken from Bloodborne for it is the speed of combat. Like ever since Bloodborne came out, Dark Souls combat has been sped up. Um, Dark Souls One and Dark Souls Two combat, especially, was plodding and slow, while Dark Souls Three really sped it up. Um, and they've retained, they've kind of combined it all into one with uh, Elden Ring, but it's. Um, I lost my train of thought right there, so all I'm gonna say is just yeah, play Elden Ring. So re regarding the the games uh, showcase coming up, so we could say. I mean, I would think, me as a long-time Zelda fan, I think uh, something very big or or newsworthy regarding Breath of the Wild 2 and and maybe an update to the to the Nintendo Switch consoles for for something a little bit more powerful that would take the attention off of of uh, Elder Rings if they were to show anything regarding Certainly. that. Yeah, I was just about to ask: uh, is there was one game? you wanted to see at opening night live what would it be so i mean shulak would it be breath of the wild 2 for you yes of course i'm i, I want to see more i want to see if there's going to be any kind of update to the hardware even if it's not a switch pro uh i would be happy with something with a stronger ch chip or or uh oled um, um with a stronger chip um that can handle because it seems that the, the the weight of the game itself it's it's making it uh, getting delayed more and more. Yeah, and it's like it's weird because it's been five years for the Switch, and we still haven't had it like an iterative update outside of the OLED model. And keep in mind that the original Breath of the Wild was primarily developed on the Wii U. Like that was a generational game, um, like a cross generational game. So, so in Twilight Princess, so it's not the first time. Maybe we'll see right. it again. I just I don't know what more they could do, and I don't think Nintendo is going to stop making the Switch for. I don't uh, like. Uh, I don't think they're going to do a like where it goes from Wii U to Switch. It's going to be Switch to you know like a, it's going to be more like the Game Boys um, where they would iterate on those than than it would be like when they would with their console uh, stuff. But that's Nintendo, man. Nintendo's weird. They make weird decisions. Like like you said, like you said, Fernando, I want to see Breath of the Wild 2 as well. Like we have had little to nothing about that outside of a, a delay announcement from earlier in the year. I don't know if it'll be at opening night live, because does Nintendo traditionally do stuff outside of their own? I don't remember. I can't remember if they were at opening night live last year. There, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if we saw a direct coming up. Well, we just got a direct. I mean, because their oh, next yeah, big releases. Soon. Yeah, wait. Uh, and then uh, for Pokemon, because that's probably their uh, next big release, right? Yeah, November, uh, August. Wait, on November 18th. I can't wait. It's finally an open world. More on that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. I'd have to say, like, I know we're getting more of the the Expanse game by Telltale, 
at oh, opening night live i'm so fucking stoked about it like i would become a screaming firehawk right now if it wasn't gonna wake up my three and a half year old um but you know <laughs> i hope they slide along some I, wolf among us two footage along that, with that, that, one, that um if we get life. More on that, and I know because we are getting, uh, we already somehow got a date for Tales from the Borderlands too. Or sorry, no, new God, Tales I, from the Borderlands. New, yeah, <laughs> cool. Thanks for the naming convention. Now we're just naming stuff like Nintendo names. Thanks. <laughs> right. It doesn't make SEO any easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I, yeah, I, I don't, I can't really think of any game straight off the top of my head that I would go nuts for if I saw it. I mean, anything that he's already announced or talked about is stuff that I'm excited to see, uh, him being Keely because, but he always has a surprise up his sleeve. So, um, okay. How, yeah, how about this I, one? This, this one will top topple every and each one of them all of them all of them and this is this is gonna be it surprise reveal you ready or golden eye 007 remake you know that would be so sick and knowing that we had those like weird bleak slash rumors before the xbox show earlier in the year huh I need I need them to put it in the classic NSO at least the classic in the meanwhile for the NSO they they need to do something because that that's by far one of my my favorite classic games which I'm until this day undefeated thank you very much <laughs> I yeah. I'm pretty partial to it in Perfect Dark so oh Perfect I gotcha. Dark oh my God Perfect Dark I love it. oh my Speaking God if Dark. Xbox brought Perfect Dark to Gamescom because game like Xbox is gonna have a huge presence there it sounds like. Oh, right, that would be right. so they awesome. Did, I forgot that they announced a bunch of stuff, so uh, that they're going to be there. What could they show? I mean, they could show that. But yeah, they perfect. also... Uh, sorry, no, sorry. sorry. No, you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I was going to say, like, since they... Since we already have, like, the confirmed dates for Starfield and Redfall in the beginning of next year, nothing pretty much for the rest of the year for them. Um, I mean, scorn, but you know, I I can't think of, you know, we've already seen the concept trailers for like Perfect Dark and for uh, Fable, but we haven't had anything since then. So I don't, I wouldn't, I still don't think you show anything on those until you have gameplay. I think I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll agree with that too. And with that. Uh, we're going to move on to our final news item, which is probably, like, it's way up there in terms of excitement. But Disney and Marvel announced a games showcase on September 9th uh, to coincide with the D23 Expo. Um, so just a quick bit from the press release. Uh, the digital showcase will feature new, incredible content from Disney and Pixar games, Marvel games, Lucasfilm games, 20th Century games. There's going to be all new announcements, reveals, looks at Dreamlight Valley, Midnight Suns, oh, yeah. wow. Lego Star Wars. And again, I could scream this from the rooftops. The upcoming Marvel Ensemble game from Skydance New Media. 
I'm a huge Amy Henning fan, y'all. Like, if there is one person in the industry that I want to meet before I die, it's Amy Henning. Right. I just wanted to get that off my chest. No, don't worry. Of course, I I'm in complete agreement. I'll 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 go there and and pass out with you. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, so what's funny is that Amy Hennig, I think, is primarily known for Uncharted, right? Yep. Um, and Legacy of Kane, but exactly, yeah, mostly that's Uncharted. What I was going to point out is <laughs> Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, and it's like I look, listen, let, where's my remake? <laughs> You're right. Well, I, I mean, if I have to. Is that one of the things that Embracer owns now? <laughs> Well, I'll look that up uh, see, for the I next know, segment. I don't know who owns that IP, and yeah, my, we'll we'll say that for the Embracer talk. Um, but I wanted to point out a part of that uh, press release is that Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm Games, the only thing that they've really done recently, as far as like a uh, a license, was the Star Wars Jedi um, Jedi Outcast. What? Oh my God! What is it called? Jedi um, Survivor. But yeah. Jones too. Like oh I may die. I may not be able to record the next episode of this podcast because well, the September episode of this podcast, I should say, because I may die of happiness. That's right. That it in who then that uh that's an Xbox thing, isn't it? Well, it's from machine well, it's Bethesda, uh, machine Bethesda, games. That's right. Oh machine Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody knows anything about punching Nazis. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Machine games. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a... That show is sneakily hype. Like, right? you're, saying, you're just like, oh yeah, cool, Marvel, whatever. It, but like, I think we've grown to, so accustomed to seeing like, you know, stuff at like D23 and everything, but you know what else we're probably gonna see? Uh, do you think we ate Kingdom Hearts there? I mean, probably, but it's weird because I'm not as hyped for that as I am about potentially seeing Indiana Jones and for sure seeing um, Amy Henning's game. Yeah. So you know what? I don't. I don't think. And like, Kingdom I love Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. It's, uh, I don't think there's gonna be you any know, main main story. At least main story. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. I don't. I, I don't believe them. I agree with you. Now that I think about it, because it's like that's. Over time, it's become less and less like Disney stuff, even though like the Disney elements are there, but it's become more about more anime and more about just that. <laughs> and I love the series. I feel like I feel like Avatar is actually because Avatar is Disney now because of the whole Disney Fox right. merger. Right, Fox? Yep. Yeah. Right. That's um, that's who owns Avatar. What? That's I, who used to own. But I know they're a Disney thing now. Um, I mean, I saw. Right, I saw right. there was I'm pretty sure, like alien. Avatar is probably going to be a big deal there. I saw that there was going to be an Alien game, so that that would be pretty interesting. Another Alien game, yeah, like the Xenomorph. The, the... that's from uh, that's WB though. No, but it's in the, it? no, it's it's in the when you go to the trailer. Um, at least they they show like a small clip with this bald dude, and there's a tailor a tail of a Xenomorph that that seems at least. That's what it looks like. I, I mean, that would be a, uh, that would be or... a oh, the movie Alien is on Disney Plus. Wait, what? What? I know. Oh, it's a fox. No, you're right. That is a fox product. It is a fox. Yeah. 
Wait, that's in Disney oh, Plus right now? Yeah. I, I, I didn't even see it. I forgot they added a lot of stuff that is not um, Walt Disney-ish. Welcome well, to the Discovery were... episode, ladies and gentlemen, where we go through <laughs> and find out things that you probably already know about. So, hey, guess... <laughs> Jesus. No, okay. <laughs> it's the, it's the, like the, a reaction and news podcast all at the, the same time. Right? Well, it's just like in this era of uh, conglomerations and uh, like everything becoming... Um, you know, under under different umbrellas and banners, it's it's hard to keep track anymore. Who owns the MGM Lion? Is all I'm saying. Well, MGM actually, that's Amazon now, because oh it fucked with whatever the creator of Stargate SG One was planning. Oh my god, that's an whole other thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's an whole. Okay, Midnight Suns. That looks that's, gorgeous. That's going to be the name of this episode. Is that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for D23. Gonna be hype. Right. Okay. So that's what we pulled for our new segment this week. Um, if you give us a few moments, we are going to reset and uh, talk a little bit about the Embracer saga. So uh, stay tuned. All right. So as kind of our segment that we dedicate to one thing um this week the embracer group a swedish based uh video game publishing video game history really just Archive. entertainment Warm. in general um group purchased they went on a spending spree um they bought limited run games they purchased the literary ip rights to the lord of the rings and the hobbit uh, they purchased even something that they couldn't talk about because of business, you know, jargon. Uh, I'm a communications major. I'm not a business major. But it was kind of crazy. And to the tune of like $500 million. So, yeah. It was like a, on a cracker. <laughs> I think it turned out, I think that on their press release, they said uh, $600 uh, billion um what's it swedish cronk I, I you know i'm gonna say cronks because i think it's funny and it reminds me of uh emperor's new group but <laughs> yeah the the like one, almost one the the conversion actually puts it closer to 600 million usd um massive deal like shake industry shaking um it it, it doesn't have as big a, like a, you know it's funny because we're talking, you know, we always talk about um, like the Microsoft deals where they, you know, straight up 68 billion for Activision Blizzard. And then uh, like the however many billion that um, Sony spent to take to acquire Bungie or even like when Disney bought Marvel and Star Wars back in the day. But it's like Embracer is sneaky, like their acquisitions. It feels like while the other ones are dropping bombs, like Embracer is like file like tunneling the floor out from everyone like i'll take you and you and you and now according to their website they own something like 850 different ips wow. which is it, insane it's, it's, it's mind-boggling it's remember like this remember when okay thq 
Remember when they went out of business, lost all their IP, and then out of the ashes, Embracer uh, it, like came out of nowhere, bought them all back, and now they're doing this nonsense. Like they have, and THQ is not the only brand they have now, but it's uh, and according to like uh, uh, I think Randy Pitchford was talking about it on Twitter about like uh, people's fears of them having a hand in it because you know we're always scared about publishers meddling in developers' affairs. I and will say said, that I will add that Gearbox is actually owned by Embracer now. So <laughs> right, which makes it even crazier that Take Two is publishing a uh, what was it? They're publishing something that's like from Embracer. But yeah. but yeah, Randy he said something like they they are archivists and they're more interested in just acquiring the rights and then letting the developers do their thing with it, which speaks true to my heart and it and also speaks true to all the re-releases they've had over the years where it's like nobody was gonna uh pay or play um what was it uh god i have it behind me um a kingdoms of avalor you know back on the 360 again especially from all the fallout that happened with that and 38 studios but they went they got the rights and they re-released it and it's like you want to play that game you can you can play it on current systems again like that's awesome and from a preservationist standpoint it's just i'm a little wary because there's such a big corporation like buying all this stuff up but it's like man if they're gonna make it available for people like that's kind of cool when i was doing some research for this segment um i actually came like i was on embracer group's website and they are actually building like an archive yeah um, which is actually really freaking cool. Um, it looks ginormous. They have over 50,000 games. Um, I mean, they have a whole network that's just dedicated to this curation. Um, and they hope to bring it actually kind of around the world and have people, you know, in Sweden, um, or yeah, in Sweden visit um as well as you know taking parts of it on like a world tour so to speak which i'm not I gonna mean, lie as a great <laughs> yeah my my uh degree is in anthropology so like this type of preservation and museum curation is like a wet dream for me so uh, yeah this is like everything i've ever wanted to like do in the industry <laughs> and like i will um for those listening i will definitely add a link to the embracer games archive in the show notes along with everything else that we've kind of referenced here tonight too i just wanted to get that out <laughs> i i kind of wanted to uh to backtrack a little bit because um whenever we were first like talking about it i misunderstood and i thought it was literary rights like they were going to control books and stuff for the lord of the rings and the hobbit which has to be their most expensive uh deal that's not true what it is it they they have the rights for everything else so J.R. tolkien's estate controls the books and basically nothing can get published out of those books and his works from that but so like uh meaning like no edits or anything to the uh to the main series or to the hobbit or anything like that or the cimmerillion etc but they control the rights to games to and to movies and tv shows 
So like the new Amazon show that's coming out, they're going to have, um, they, that's already a done deal. So they'll probably, they'll have to honor it, but if it continues, that's going to be there up to them at this point. And they're and also, really, really, and, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. they can also choose to make new TV shows, new games. They even mentioned in the press release, something about making shows about side characters like Gandalf or Gollum or whatever, which, I mean, we already have that Gollum game that's supposed to be coming out at some point, but yeah, this is, it, it's wild. It, it, that's, it was like, uh, I mean, my time, central time, it was about like 1115 last night when that news broke and I just slack jawed was trying to get ready for bed. And then that happened. I went, Oh, what, what the hell is happening? Like goddamn time zones. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, Embrace are just, like you said, they are one of the sneakily biggest publishers now. And my only, my biggest, I mean, you know, don't always be a corporate apologist, or don't always, don't be a corporate apologist. You know, these corporations aren't your friends or anything, but like, it, I mean, it is cool to see them do this. I just wish that, because um, there's a whole thing about them, uh, they were funded by uh, like the Saudi Arabian government. Gave, yeah, they, like they like gave, a, gave him like a billion, billion dollars or something like that. Ridiculous. It's a lot of money. And yeah. But uh, the verge. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was gonna uh I was just gonna say like it's they like they and don't and keep in mind that I was thinking about like what are the biggest news stories of the year? And this has to be it now. Um I was thinking like, well, I guess Square is selling their companies off to embrace her oh oh yeah holy shit <laughs> and that just scratched the surface um i did because i i found this article from the verge too um because people you kind of touched on it a little bit people were getting kind of worried about how this is just another microsoft activision blizzard situation but um the verge kind of put it in context um, they wrote that the rate at which the Embracer Group is kind of buying up these companies, they would have to do this uh, eight more times to really equal the Activision Blizzard buyout. So, uh, I mean, yeah, nothing is going to top that in in years' time. The only thing that could top that is if you know Sony ends up straight up buying Square Enix. Um, I don't think that they're valued as highly as Activision Blizzard, just from a pure dollar standpoint. Um, possibly someone buying Ubisoft or EA. Like the, the Activision Blizzard is just on a entire megaton level that is uh, is going to be untouchable for some time if if it ever gets breached. Isn't isn't EA looking for a buyer too? It's a. It's always been a rumor that they are. Uh, they have no reason to because they still got Madden money, and they still have FIFA you know, money is more FIFA <laughs> money. Yeah. They, they changed they, that though. Well, not anymore, but I mean, they've been yeah, living off still, FIFA money. <laughs> yeah, still they have. They got EA is not in a bad place financially, and not to say Activision was either, but you did see like the stagnation of Activision stuff over time, which led to that buyout, but. That's a that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> Title. Um, 
But yeah, Embracer, uh, biggest news of the year so far. I can't imagine anything topping it yet this year. And Embracer's foothold, too, in physical stuff. Like, I didn't realize that they also owned Dark Horse. Right. Um, and then they also own, I mean, they purchased limited run games in this current um, buying spree. But they also own several, like, board game publishers, too. Like, they own the publishers of Settlers of Catan, which is, like, the Oh. Like the board game out there. Um, I didn't know like, that. That's crazy. You know, most people who buy board games have at least one version of Settlers of Catan on their bookshelves. I mean, my husband and I have three. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, my husband's really good at it, and I'm not. And it's not a source of Discord at all. But. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, that's just how huge it is, um, that side of them. And with all of these different IPs, I mean, give me some Tomb Raider board games, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, one of my favorite tweets about it was from uh, Jeff Gersman, formerly of Giant Bomb, now doing his own thing. And uh, he said, like, man, the, uh, the Embracer platform fighter is going to be sick. Oh my god, that's gonna be baller as hell because they totally should do that. Think about it, the guys from like Darksiders crossing up with uh, like all the rent. It's all like the double A characters mixing with a few triple A characters from the last like thirty years of video games. The question is, dude, will they will they be able to beat Shaggy even if it's with a different universe? Oh, of course <laughs> not. Nobody can beat Shaggy. Not when he goes Ultra exactly. Instinct. I'm, I'm just putting that out there. Just. <laughs> yeah. So, where do you think Embracer goes next? Because at this point, I don't Who think knows? they're done buying any. Or I don't think they're done buying things this year. Yeah, uh, uh, like the only because they have that one uh, secret studio uh, that they got, and I keep trying to speculate who it might be, and everything I I throw out is too expensive because. Keep in mind, this is a like a five like a six hundred million dollar deal, so it would have to be a smaller studio. I was thinking maybe Monolith uh, that they got get from WB Games since WB's Discovery's going through their whole thing currently. Um, okay. But I don't know if Monolith Monolith I think would be worth more than that. The only connection that I would think they have is it because they've made the you know the Shadows of Mordor and Shadows of War game, so maybe them but where would they go next i i almost think it's just like they're they have eyes on any historic ip that's not being used i don't mean so maybe I, they can't go after them though konami's like a six billion dollar company so unless the the world shifts again i don't know like it's who knows who knows what embracer's gonna do i didn't think anybody buy the the rights to lord of the rings i mean what the hell and just a couple of days ago, too, Private Division announced um, a collaboration with Weta Workshop to publish a Lord of the Rings set game. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, Take-Two is publishing something that is a collaboration with uh, Embracer Group IP. What? Crossover. Breathe, breathe, breathe. I, it's so much. 
banana paper. It's that GIF. It's that GIF with the mathematical equations floating around. Instead, it's Embracer and all of its now subsidiaries. <laughs> that and plus the James Franco, like a one looking at one way, looking the other. Like what? I don't. What? But <laughs> I can't. Got this. You can do it. Oh man, I love this stuff. It's just, it's wild. It's, it's chaotic. It's nonsense. It's the gaming industry is stupid, and I, I absolutely love it. Right. <sighs> it's like, uh, it's like Christmas happening right now. <laughs> A lot of surprises coming up. <sighs> and I can't wait to see what's next. It's like, just give me my coffee in the mornings so I can understand it, and let's go. It, literally, I, I, I can remember where I was waking up and seeing Microsoft buying Bethesda, seeing yep. Sony buying Bungie, seeing, you know, all of these deals and just being like, what? Like, it, we, this is a different age. Yeah, the Bungie, the PlayStation Bungie I wasn't expecting, but I'm actually glad to see that combination because I, I love a lot of uh, the PlayStation exclusive and I love Destiny. Uh, so it's. I mean, it's a win. Well, just wait for, for about five years for when Bungie ends up uh, buying out their contract, getting their independence, and then uh, working independently. And then, no, it's going to be <laughs> Nintendo so they can have the entire Infinity Gauntlet worth of, you know, everyone that they've been owned by. <laughs> that that would be funny because, you know what, I can't, I, I've been wanting to play Destiny on the Switch so I can play anywhere. So, fingers crossed. I beat Destiny 3. Oh, man. Oh, well, I think that's a good dive into the Embracer saga. We're no doubt going to have more to say about this as 2022 comes on or keeps going, you know. The rest of the year. The rest of the year. The rest of the year. You know what? It's late. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm getting a little giggly. So I'm. Adulting is hard. I hate it. But good news is tomorrow is Friday, at least for us. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll all have a nice, relaxing weekend, get prepped for O&L next week. Let's go. I'm ready. Yes, and we are going to be recording a show after opening night live, where I'm sure I'm just going to scream about Hogwarts Legacy and The Expanse. Um, so, you know, screaming and yeah, we hope you guys come back for that episode. Um, I want to thank my fellow gaming access weeklyers, Nick and Chulock. I'm going to let them say goodbye. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. And, uh, we will have full show notes up on the gaming access weekly website. And make sure I'm going to have links for Patch Notes' Twitter and Instagram in there, among other things. So, yeah, we hope to see you back next time, everybody. See you, everybody. Before, before we go, before we go, hey, oh. Amanda, where can hey, people yo. find you? Oh, people can find me um, at the Starbuck86X on all the platforms. I It's Starbuck. For Karath Race on Battlestar Galactica, even though I really like coffee. So, Starbuck, not Starbucks. And yeah, 
Nick, where can people find you? You can find me at basically just Google search Anthrometal. I am everywhere. Uh, Twitter, it's Anthrometal. YouTube, Twitch. Um, yeah, uh, TikTok especially. I'm trying to get a good push there. So please give me a follow. I'd really appreciate it. And true luck, Mr. Pokemon. Oh, you guys, you can find me on um, Instagram in KMV for gaming or in Twitter, uh, Chulock underscore or in Twitch as just Chulock, C-H-E-W-L-O-K. So for some fun stuff. All right. I apologize to my fellow co-hosts for forgetting to shout out their socials. I hope they forgive me for next time. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.